Hello everyone and welcome back to the Spirituality and Magic Podcast. Today's episode is about magic and using empowered prayers and mantras. So a lot of people, including myself in the magical field, have have either used mantras or prayers that don't exactly align to our own belief system or our own idea of of, of reality or religion. So I guess the best example is that a lot of magicians use Christian prayers like Our Father or um, Hail Mary or even call upon archangels despite not being Christian. So how does this work? Why, why would somebody who isn't Christian call upon archangels or use pray, use basic Christian prayers? And really the truth is that over time such prayers said again and again and again and mantras said again and again and again actually gain power. They are solidified not only in the uh, subconscious of a culture, subconscious of a people, um, depending on where you're born, you, your subconscious might be instilled with different prayers, different mantras, but really empowered on a um, on a you know the fabric of reality, because prayers can become like a Gregori, which is something that exists through belief, through practice, through worship. It isn't it isn't really easy to put aside everything that religion uses when you become a magical practitioner or when you're an alchemist or when you become a, a Vodalasant practitioner of Vodou uh, or when you become a pagan. There's a lot of things that you're putting aside if you're just trying to be completely one of these things, one of these uh, classifications. But when somebody is willing to meld all of these things together as much as can be used for their own practice, then we find that a practice is empowered because of the prayers and mantras that have been empowered over time. And the interesting thing is, it's not always about what culture you're in or what uh, community community that you're in. Sometimes you can call upon prayers and mantras that are you know wide ranging that aren't um, that aren't spoken in your community or in your culture particularly. Um, I know that when I say Om Om. At the beginning or the end of a mantra, I'm tapping into something that is that is cosmic, something that's not just on Earth, but is is uh, the essence of material creation, the foundation, the canvas, if you will, for all that exists in this material creation. And when I say "Om." I'm really, it's it's not just that I'm pronouncing it, but I'm allowing my myself, my, my body, to resonate with that frequency. And it's the same thing with Christian prayers. You say, Our Father, Hail Mary, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. When you focus on a prayer or a mantra like that, uh, with one-pointedness, you'll find that it'll manifest something within yourself. It'll, it'll put you on a different frequency. Uh, usually for a mantra or a prayer, you have to repeat it multiple times. Otherwise, it won't really change the frequency that you're vibrating at. Uh, it won't change your, your innate frequency. Another aspect to empowered prayers is uh, in voodoo or voodoo or santeria whatever whatever you know sect of or whatever piece of this one tradition that you like to call it and there are very many variations when it comes to uh when it comes to de- denominations in a way but i practice voodoo which is a haitian which is originally where all these different things that make voodoo voodoo combined you have the masonic magic you have um uh you ha- you have the natives of that of that island and you have the the uh african slaves that were brought in and you have uh kind of white folkish magic you have all these things combining in haiti and that's kind of what started voodoo uh but you know, a lot of the slaves or natives to that land, they couldn't, they couldn't outright worship the spirits and gods that they had before. They had to hide them. So they picked various, you know, along with picking various saints to correlate with different spirits or pagan gods and uh, also different herbs, different oils. But uh, they also picked, you know, various prayers associated with these different um, these different saints uh, that they kind of held as correlating with um, the spirits that they were working with before, kind of combining the saint and the spirit, the old spirits and the new saint that they found out about to make this uh, this this one being that they were worshiping their old spirits through. Uh, but there were certain prayers that, the, for instance, the Taino uh, natives uh, to the Haitian islands and the, the Africans uh, would use in order to worship their old spirits. To worship that which they wanted to, but couldn't outright. So not only were the images and saints picked out, but also the prayers. And it's not for me to speak on that. But I will say that prayers like Our Father or Hail Mary, they have been empowered so much over the years, whether it be in Christian Christian magical circles or magical circles in general. Uh, and, you know, in the Latin pronunciations around the time when Constantine made Christianity a thing in Rome, uh, they've been empowered for so many centuries that no matter who you are or why you're using them, Christian prayers actually have a lot of power to them, something that you can employ in your own rituals, something that you can employ for your own purposes. When you say them, you say them with conviction, 
You say them with dedication to a certain act, magical act, or uh, a worship of a, a spirit, a saint, what have you. So today I did I did something that I've never done before. I actually bound the ghost of a rapist and murderer that was alive in the early 1900s to my service. Um, if you want to find this ritual, if you want to listen to this ritual, you you want to see this ritual, just type in Hunter Salazar, Hunter Salazar on YouTube, and I'll be one of the first results. And uh, if you want the exact name of the video, then just give me one second here because I have to actually look at it. It is not something that I have up, but I think that you might want to know this video because um, it very much applies to what we're talking about. So the video, um, you just type in Hunter Salazar and then, uh, you know, dash... I bind an evil ghost to serve me as punishment. I bind an evil ghost to serve me as punishment. So, I bound this ghost. I'm not going to describe the ritual in its entirety, but I used a lot of different elements for this ritual. Uh, I, I used a very old photograph that was sent to me by a friend that she's having problems with the spirit, this ghost. And she sent me this very old photograph that was from the early 1900s, um, a little bit of time before he actually raped and killed many women. She sent me that, and I used that in this in this ritual. I used that to basically bind this spirit, this ghost, to my service for 20 years because he killed and raped around 20 women. So I decided to bind him for 20 years. Uh, but what I combined in it was I actually made something that I would consider holy water. Dove's blood ink, Sicilian sea salt, didn't have to be Sicilian, uh, olive leaves, cracked and, and sprinkled in there, and uh, purified water, of course, and uh, a little bit of olive oil. And then I basically, you know, I, I said... Uh, prayer for saint michael or archangel michael i said a our father prayer and i said a hail mary prayer with my finger just touching the water to make it holy to make that vibration stick in the water to make it holy and then i uh, placed the enochian sigil uh, of bronze that i have for archangel michael into the water and then I put the the picture of this uh, this man who became a, a killer and a rapist not long after this picture was taken into the water to calm the spirit of that of that person to s sanctify it enough to where and calm it enough to where I could bind it. And then uh, you know I had this very big I had this piece of wood. And I wrote a more basic sigil for Archangel Michael at the top in gold and some Dove's Blood ink. And below it, you know, I made the square of many runes that were all Nothis, which means constraint, in a square. And then I put that picture in the center of that square. Now, if you want to know anything more about this, if you want to actually see the ritual done, just uh, just 
type in Hunter Salazar and um, type in, let me look at it again. Uh, I bind an evil ghost to serve me as punishment because I don't feel bad for binding this person, this ghost, whatever is left of this person because it was many decades ago that they died. Uh, I don't feel bad binding them to my service because of the crimes that they committed. So this is a very rare ritual for me. It's not something that I am, you know, proficient in. At any rate, you know, I combined um, runes, Elder Futhark, which is Nordic. I combined Catholic prayers. I combined an Enochian sigil for Archangel Michael on a bronze pendant. And then um, I, of course, combined uh, Does Blood Ink, which is kind of a shaman slash Catholic. And then uh, uh, Sea Salt, which is also in between, kind of spiritual in a number of ways. And uh, Olive Leaf, very much about peace, very shamanistic in a way. Um, but at any rate, there's a lot of different components that I added into this ritual and to what I was trying to do, and that was just tonight. But this is something that... This is this is a combination of different things that I've done for a number of different spells. A number of different, not bindings necessarily, but a number of different spells. Uh, combining different things that I know, different um, practices that I've accumulated knowledge on to achieve a certain aim. And really, that should, if you're, I don't see anything wrong with it. If you're not hurting yourself, anybody else, um, any animals or plants, if you're just hurting, <laughs> maybe you can hurt the ghost of a, a killer and a rapist like I did. But if just dive in, just try to find all, as much knowledge as you can and combine it all to achieve a magical aim, a willful aim, so that you can manifest a greater reality for yourself. At any rate, thank you very much for listening. If you want to contact me personally, please do so at www.facebook.com slash hunter.salazar. Send me a message, uh, shoot me a, fin a friend request, and I will try to get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, and if you want to find me on Instagram, type in vevemasta, V-E-V-E, M-A-S-T-A, you can find me on that, and just as a last thing, um, of course you can find me on uh, on YouTube, just type in Hunter Salazar and you'll find my channel, but just as a last thing, really consider what you think magic is. Is it something to be done for a, an aim of yourself, or is it something to be done to bring order to the world? Or what, what is magic to you? Maybe you have to really re-examine what you think magic is in order to understand it. And I'd highly recommend that you do so. I'm not going to say that there's one way to look at magic that is correct. But just examine it. Examine what you think about it. And seek out the truth. Thank you very much for listening. I hope to hear for, from all of you on uh, social media or my YouTube videos in the future.